0: Episode of the Pet Psychic Radio Show. I'm the producer, Aiku Sahara. Call in at 917 889 2693. That's 917 889 2693. We've got the chat room open, so come to the chat room. That's, I think, it's kind of hard to find, isn't it, Laura?
1: The chat room?
0: Yeah, it's a little yeah. kind of difficult, but you, I think you go to the Blog Talk Radio, the main page, and on the right hand corner, There's like a little list of chat rooms that are open, and it'll have the Pet Psychic radio show one. The Pet Psychic chat room is what it's called. So you'll find that there. Um, Welcome to our show. Hi, Laura. Hi there. It's exciting to be back on air. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Um, I know last week, like, I didn't get the chance to tell you about how um, John and I went to the snow and took our dog Ripley for the first time. she just turned one, and we went to the snow for the first time, the Lake Arrowhead in California. Yeah. And she absolutely loved the snow.
1: Gosh, I'll bet she did. Was she running, like, spastic in and eating in and everything?
0: Yeah, she loved it. She just kept scratching at the door. Like As soon as we'd come back in, she'd <laughs> want to go back out.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, like she non-stop. Sighed. Wow,
1: <laughs>
0: I know you were
1: you were mentioning to me earlier that she had a problem about like what she wouldn't pee outside in the snow. Would she poop?
0: No, she didn't pee or poop outside, but she did, however, pee inside the cabin. Which she never pees inside the house. Like she's totally housebroken. Gosh, and do we, we, app- we walked do we- all around. We walked all around the whole like area. <laughs> Like, I tried, I found, like, streets. I'm like, maybe she'll pee on concrete, or maybe she'll, like, pee on a patch of dirt. How Uh, much snow is
1: there? There was a lot.
0: The whole ground was covered in snow.
1: Gosh, I would love to see snow. My guys haven't seen snow in so long. You should go. I know. Even my cats used to go out in the snow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, um, You should come up.
0: We should go up there. Oh, I would love it. I went to, um, it's dog-friendly.
1: I would love it. Let's ask Ripley what she thought of the snow. Okay. Tell them what Ripley looks like, just for fun.
0: Okay. <laughs> Ripley is just about a year old, and my husband, John, found her at a softball game. Um, he was playing softball, and his friend had just rescued this dog. and um, But he realized that she was too energetic for his small apartment, and so uh, we adopted her. And she's very energetic, super mixed dog. She's just like a brown mutt that's about sixty pounds, fifty-five she, sixty pounds.
1: She said she loved snow and she loved the feeling of it melting underneath her feet when she would step on it, and she also the way that it melted in her mouth and the way it would feel cold on her body when she would roll in it. Mhm. It's sort of like rain, but better. Did it? Did it actually snow when you were there?
0: It might have been, you know what? It wasn't snowing, but it was a little bit windy, and the snow from the trees was falling.
1: Oh! (laughs) Let me ask her why she didn't pee that she can pee in the snow. Yeah. No, you can't pee on a rug. But she did pee on a rug in the house, didn't you say that? Yes,
0: she did. She peed on one of those like little kids, like in the. Kitchen of the cabin. They had a little mat in front of the sink.
1: She probably thought it was a pee pad.
0: She's never even used a pee pad. Oh, maybe she did before she came to our house. I forgot. Before or she, maybe
1: she saw some one of the little dogs use one or something.
0: Yeah, she has seen them use one.
1: Cause Sean's dogs use pee pads, don't they?
0: Yes, do you ever they do. Bring them
1: over to Sean's.
0: Yeah, she or he. His dogs have come over here.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let me tell her she can pee outside.
0: Tell her how fun it is to pee in the snow.
1: Yeah, she says, what's going to happen to the snow when I pee on it?
0: It will melt
1: <laughs> underneath your pee.
2: I'm glad this is If I pee on it, it will
1: make me feel weird. <laughs> no, you're allowed to pee on it, honey. Just pee. Just pee. Just do it. <laughs> Just <laughs> do it, Ripley. Just do it, Ripley. And I can poop there, too? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Just don't do it in the can cabin. Can Mom and but...
1: Dad pee on it, too?
0: <laughs> uh, Maybe Dad can. I can't.
1: Well, you probably could if you really wanted to. I could to.
0: if I had to.
1: But I prefer not to. I love the snow. <laughs> Why don't we have it here? It's too hot. Too hot here in Los Angeles. Can we Angeles? get some here? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: like it's a toy or
0: something. You just yeah. bring over. It's so cute. I know she's really cute. I'm getting used to her, so it's good.
1: How are your pups doing? Oh, my pups are doing good. They just got adjusted by the chiropractor. So this woman named Sherry comes out every now and then, and she, she, I think her dad won like a like a prize or Nobel Peace Prize or something for his work on human human chiropractic, and so she works on animals too, and she worked on um, all of my guys, and then it's the the third time or something that she's worked on them. But the most interesting one was Luca because, you know, he's my one-year-old poodle. He said to me, he was watching Stormy getting adjusted, and he says, Mom, can she do me because it hurts me when I turn my head around in a circle? I don't know why he's turning his head around in a circle. But I said, yes, she's going to do you next. And so he got all excited. He was running around. He was jumping over and jumping on everybody and, like, getting all excited Mm -hmm. that he was going to go next. So then he got adjusted, and she said that he was, like, majorly out. Like, his whole neck was out and everything and, like, really bad. And she said that that, the way it was, it was pinching on a nerve, could make his um, uh, fear and um, his flight, like, fear and Mm -hmm. flight more yeah and what's really interesting about that is that he whenever you need him he gets freaked out he takes off and it's been like uh, the thing that we've practiced on the most is like come when I need him and stuff because he like goes through this total anxiety Mm -hmm. and um when He did it, he was like, Mom, I can move my mouth more and I can move my leg more. And she does this thing with her back legs where she lifts up their back legs and then when it comes down, if Mm -hmm. it comes down with their toes up, you know, sometimes that means it's neurological, but also how fast the back leg actually releases. So she lifts up the back leg and then she lets it go. And how fast it releases to the ground is like she can tell a lot by that. So it was amazing. Luca couldn't lift his right back leg up a little bit. And it's amazing to watch. People always say to me, I always say to people, oh, like, I think your dog needs an adjustment or something. And they're like one or two. And the people are like, oh, you should see him jump or you should see him do this. Like, he doesn't need an adjustment. But yeah. it just goes to, the like, people don't have that fine-tuned eye to see little teeny tiny things about how the, their gates that they use, they move. And so just because they're still athletic doesn't mean that they don't need it. But right. But afterwards, Luca, his eyes got really soft, and he's, like, closing his eyes, and he's like, Mom, I feel weird. like, <laughs> The start to tingle again when I start to work, and he yeah. went and he goes, I, I feel very restful, <laughs> and he, he
3: laughed
1: down and he's been calm ever since. It's amazing. That's awesome. I need to
0: get Ripley and adjust.
1: I know. That's what I said you know Caroline brought her out, and she said that she she's like, gosh, I should have called I, and so sorry about that. She was feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: okay. Um, Should we take some phone calls?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, so for all of our callers, what you're going to do is think about uh, one question. We only have one time for one question. We want to get through as many calls as possible because a lot of people call in and we're not able to get through to everyone. So we want to try and get to everyone as much as possible. So think about one question you want to ask Laura. And when you get on the air, just describe your pet um what he or she looks like if they're dead or alive if they're um, a dog or
1: a cat or what, dog what or, yeah what sometimes they do such good descriptions but i don't know what animal, what animal it is. <laughs> i'm like i need to be a little bit more psychic to pick this one up yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: so yeah describe what kind of animal it is.
1: <laughs> okay so we're just
0: going to blindly take some phone calls hi you're on the air are
4: you
2: talking to me Yep, yeah. we're talking
1: to you. Oh great. Oh yay.
2: Oh yay. <laughs> so excited. Hey, um uh my question is I have two dogs, but one dog in particular is a he's a rescue dog, both of them are. He's like a bull mastiff, I think boxer maybe. Oh, Looks like he's a beautiful dog. And big love bug, would love to get in your lap and cuddled and but he's very fear aggressive. He's so timid about everything and he it's like he fights first and asks questions later. And, and what's his name? Gus.
1: Gus. And what's he? What's his coloring?
2: He's like a reddish brown, and he's got really pretty black around his eyes.
1: Oh, he's okay. He's
2: got a little face, little big gals.
1: So do we want to ask him, like, why are you fearful, or what can we do to help you?
2: It's more, yeah, what can I do to help him? I mean, the other day, this has nothing to do so much with fear, but he attacked a cat and uh, mangled its leg pretty badly, and so... Oh. I was on the hook for some major surgery bills, but luckily my renter's insurance covered it. But I'm just fearful for another thing like that to happen because it could easily be a small dog or, or because um, other dogs really freak them out, especially. Okay, if they bark.
1: that's a. Okay, do you think that's a different issue though? You said that's not fear.
2: Yeah. So, were yeah, you talking about really... fear
1: with? Were you talking about fear with people? Oh, a little bit with big guys.
2: But then once uh, I always tell people just ignore him, let him come up to you and sniff and sniff you, and then and then he'll be their best friend. But he just has to be uh, mainly with guys. If it's a, a child or a woman or something, he's like all over her. You know. Okay. If,
1: so what do you want to address? Do you want to address the aggression well, to to small dogs and cats, or do you want to address well, the fear of men?
2: Uh, oh, it's more about the the fear aggression towards other dogs, especially if oh, they boxy. It could be a tiny dog, and if it's barking at him, he totally freaks out, and he'll attack his, his brother.
1: Oh, Okay, he displaces it onto his brother. That's common yeah. that they do that, that they'll... Um and a lot of people think like, oh, why are they attacking the brother? Like, what? Why are they hating the brother all of a sudden? But they're just yes. displacing all the frustration onto whatever closest to them. And so, right. if you're walking them, it's really important you are in the middle and you learn how to body block them so that, like, he keep him in heel position. Don't let him get to his brother. <laughs> but hold yeah. on, let me let me, yeah, um,
2: I do. I do let, me ta- let
1: me get this. Hold on. He says, when I see other dogs, I feel anxious. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're a little bit like rodents. Oh. And I feel like they're not my friend. And I feel like I don't want them to be my friend.
2: Oh.
1: And when I see them, I think to myself, you're bad and I'm good. And I think you shouldn't be here and I should be. And I want to tell those dogs, you go away from here. It's interesting because it it doesn't necessarily sound so much like fear. Let me ask him if he's fearful of them. I'm more mad at them. It sounds more like he's more confused on what they are and how to act than actual like like fear, you know, where he's like shaking or so, um the most important thing is what we want to tell him, and this is for all of you who have reactive dogs, is that you wanna teach them that they have to like I say to Luca, he's not really reactive like that, but he's a puppy. But um use your brain. And so what's really important that you talk to them whether they are um at any time you know not just when you're walking or in that 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 time frame where they are reactive but tell them that um that what you really need to do is feel stable in your own body and feel confident in your own body and think about whether or not it's a real fear or false fear or or a real reason to react or not. And the number one thing that they have to do at that time is the calming signals, which some of you heard me say before is the licking, yawning, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down. That is the number one thing that all reactive dogs have to do first. So um, the more make, you can make them fit. Uh, make them sit, yeah. But sometimes it's too hard to make them sit. And if you make yeah. them sit and they're still facing the other animal, it, that is not always helpful. Sometimes turning their back or looking—it's different for every for every dog. Sometimes getting them to look away, teaching a look at me, getting them to look you in the eye, and then treating them—that's the best. For others, it's doing a figure eight and just keeping them occupied or putting them into a heel command. Others are just book out of there, get out of there as fast as you can, you know. And others are a sit or a down and, and so that they're calm. And let me ask him what's good for him. I like to get out of there fast. So mm-hmm. when you see another dog head in the other direction,
2: yeah, that's what I try to do across the street Now, But the, I think the biggest problem is that I have the other dog, too Who's just as big He's a Rottweiler but, but very well behaved And I think that's the problem I have both of them And I wonder, would he be better if he, I walked him by himself?
1: Uh, let me ask him No, oh, I like my brother
2: Yeah, I like when I read it
1: there. And sometimes it's just you have to get into the routine of what you do, you know, and he has to know that and you have to tell him that over and over again. You see another dog, both of them are in heel, you say heel and then let's go or whatever. You have the same exact routine and you talk very, very little and whatever you say is a command so that they can kind of click back into it. You know, with my wolf dog, she would go around the side, and then she would come into a heel position. And then we would heel off three steps, and then sit. And so, always have the same routine, so that it's easy for them. It becomes like embedded in them. Oh, okay. Like meat. Yeah, I, also I mean, I. Like meat. Use his brain.
2: You, That's exactly he said what he what I also
1: also likes meat. He said, "So you want to?" Like? He also likes meat. So, oh So to bring something, and that's really important, too, is for, I mean, because these are serious behavioral issues that yeah. sometimes you can talk to an animal and they never do the behavior again, and other times you need to back it up with training. With a lot of the animals, you need to back it up with training and keep reinforcing it in your head and have them reinforce it in their body as well. And meat, the thing that meat does is that it's so smelly, so sometimes it, their attention is brought away from the, other, from the thing that they're reactive of and back to what's smelly. But what the important thing is, and I'm getting into a lot of training here, but the important thing is, is that you don't just pop your animal treats because that's when the animal starts doing things only for treats, but it's really clear that the animal has processed. Look away. Good look away then treat, sit, good sit, oh, then treat, yeah. rather than just shoving food in their mouth. Right. Okay, right. thanks for calling in. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> Thank you. Good luck. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. That's a big deal, that issue.
0: Yeah. yeah a lot of people definitely. have it. I know. And with stuff like that, it's definitely, um, like you had mentioned, definitely training. And being consistent and being really clear. Like I know I've been working with Ripley and, you know, having a new puppy again is really reminding me how important that is.
1: It is. That's so true. Though some of them are so amazing. They like bite children. I say biting children is bad and they like never do it again. And then others, it's like six weeks later of intense training. They're like still, (laughs) but it's like people too, you know, consciousness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also there's, you know, like I, my friend's dog, you know, I think you had spoken to her before, but it's some dogs just aren't able to ever be around children or ever be around other dogs.
1: Yeah, not really. Because, like my wolf dog, I never would have trusted her around children because if her right. instincts were too... I mean, she would try mm-hmm. really hard to contain it, but if they Definitely. screamed, it sounded way too much
0: like a injured animal. Right. Yeah, right. So... Yes, you, know, yeah, you, so you have,
1: have to, have to be smart and keep yourself safe. And I remember when Maya was aggressive, and I remember, and I was telling somebody this the other day, if you have to sit there and you think to yourself, I wonder what my animal is going to do right now, mm-hmm. that's when you stop the behavior yeah. like, right <laughs> then. You don't yeah. watch any farther.
0: Yeah, don't, uh, <laughs> if you're in doubt, then don't do it. Yeah. Yes, Exactly. Like with Ventura, I've never had that problem and I've never oh. been
1: afraid. You know? I know, it's I love like, that.
0: Oh. Those are the best yeah. dogs ever. You yeah. just
1: so <laughs> Stormy and Luca are like that. So beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: we have Tracy from Chicago. Tracy.
1: Hi. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Hi.
4: Um, I have a question about
1: my bird. Okay. What kind um, of bird is he? Or is she?
4: Um yeah, it's she. She's um, um, Indian ring neck, all blue. Oh, pretty. orange beak. Yeah, with an orange beak. And she's about two years old. And my question is, I lost my home due to a medical emergency, and I had to leave her with a, breed, a border, you know, and I have not been able to get her back, and I can't afford to, and I'm wondering... If she's okay and I'll be able to
1: ever get her back. Oh, so you're not sure if you'll ever be able to get her back?
4: Yeah, I owe money. I can't afford to keep paying to keep her there. And oh. I don't know if I've lost her. I'm afraid to find out. The last time I emailed the lady, she said she'd hold her for me as long as she could. And I had to take a job in another state. And I just hope my bird's okay and that I can get her back.
1: Okay, and what's her name? Mary. Oh, blueberry, that's cute. Okay, let me get blueberry. It's not the same without my mom. I don't get the same handling, but I get really good food. And I get clean water. And the other birds are entertaining. People are sad that my mom and other people are going through times like this. She wants me to go home because she knows my mom loves me. And I want to go home. She says that I'm such a nice bird that she'll be able to find me another home.
4: She she said that...
1: She says that the woman says she's really gentle and kind. Is that true?
4: Yes.
1: I just want to say to my mom, I can feel you. She said she's glad she's safe and she's glad you didn't set her free. Because I heard that's what some people do.
4: Yeah, I know. But will I be able to get her back? Is she there? Would she
1: go to another home? Well, that's not something she would know. You know what I mean? Like, she's not psychic in the fact that she can read the future. So,
2: I mean, it looks like the
1: woman wants to work with you and that she would, if you were able to to get her back, she would let you have her. It doesn't look like the woman is angry at you.
4: Yeah.
1: But she can't tell you. She can't tell you, like, she can't predict the future.
4: Right, I know. Your
1: bird, you know?
4: It's been a year and a half, and I just don't
1: want her to think I abandoned her. Oh, no, she doesn't. She seems to be really smart. She seems to know. And two years old for a bird is really young. She seems quite, quite smart. <laughs>
4: I only think she was a baby.
1: I'm really okay. I'm really okay. So, what you can do when there's like situations like this and um and you feel like so helpless you know i mean besides doing research on like what kind of financial help you can get or what kind of organizations can help you that, that I don't know about. Um, But what you can do is just when it's a quiet time, if you talk to her in your mind, she'll get it completely. She will. And then the other thing is like a lot of the animals talk to me about like they can feel when people are praying for them or like wishing Mm -hmm. good things for them. And, you know, even if you like lit a candle a day and you asked, you know, whatever higher power you believe in, or like her bird spirit, whatever you believe in, to watch over her and that the best thing for her happens, there's something in the universe that hears that. And your actual prayers does help manifest that and so even if you lose touch and you don't ever know where she is or what happens just have faith that that if you do put in that effort of kind of sending her love every day and wishing her the best that does that does take effect and if you talk to her she she does hear you and the good thing is just like she said you gave her to a boarding place you I mean it's you know, sad that you had to leave her there and that you can't pay for it, but she, you actually left her at a place that wasn't going to, that was a nice place. It wasn't an inhumane place, or, you know, so you did the right. best you could in that sense. Right.
4: So, but then, I meant I mean, she would not sell her that she would take care of her until I came back, even if it was a while. And so, you know, I was just, I'm just worried that she hadn't thought of i I abandoned her, and you know I no, can't.
1: she knows she knows the story, and i either she'd I'll ask her if she knows it from because she understands it from you or she knows it because the woman has told her.
2: Right. I can
1: hear my mom upset, so if you explain things to her, she's getting it she's understanding like when you think of her mm-hmm. that's- um, okay. that's important to know. Daughter.
4: Yeah, taking out a loan or doing a fundraiser or something,
1: anything just to get her back with me. Yeah, I mean that's something that you can, I don't know, work with a bird rescue with or something. I don't know. You just have to do some research. I don't, I don't have the network to to know exactly how yeah. you can do that. But but okay. kind of put the word out there, and if that's what you really want, start making phone mm-hmm. calls or emails and see what comes of it. If it's just meant to happen. It will happen. Okay, great.
4: That's all I wanted you to know.
1: Just basically, she's still there
4: and
1: okay. Yeah, she's okay. 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 Good luck, Tracy. Okay. Yeah. Be well. Thank you. Oh, that's sad. It's so hard. You know, mm-hmm. when I, I um, I didn't. One time, I had to leave a living situation. I was caretaking a ranch, and I had to leave this living situation and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll find another place to live. You know, no big deal. I had two dogs and two cats at the time. And I never, ever had a problem finding a place to live before. And I, didn't, I it was the hardest thing to find a place to live. And I was, like, staying at a friend's house. I'm like, you have got to be kidding. That People wouldn't take pets. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden, I don't like like, like, taking too much from people. You know, I'm just, like, a really private person. I don't like being in people's space too much. You know, I feel like I'm intruding. So I decided to live in a tent at lake casitas you know for a little while i lived in a tent with two cats and two dogs while i tried to find a place to live it was so hard that i was like oh my god i will never ever judge those people again who end up giving away up their animals because not that i would ever give up my animals but i realized Mm -hmm. that i was somebody who could sleep in a tent at lake casitas where there's a lot of people that can't do that you know? And I yeah. ended up buying my home. That's when I end up buying purchasing my home because I couldn't rent. I couldn't find a place. Really? So, yeah. I really couldn't oh. find a place. So that's why I own my uh-huh. place. But I was sense. fortunate enough that I could afford to do that, you know? But
0: right, yeah. That <sighs> is so crazy, I know. It's so sad. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of animals up for adoption and a lot of people who have to give up their animals right now and it's a oh really difficult Oh my god and time. because of the
1: foreclosures everything's just packed mm. all those rescues so sad. I know
0: it's really so, sad um which reminds me later on we're going to have um a pig rescue on so that'll be really exciting. I know I'm so excited people. to
3: talk to this yeah. pig He's so
0: cute. I know I'm really excited <laughs> um let's take a call from Cindy are you there? Yes Cindy I am from Thank Colorado.
3: You. Hi. Hi Cindy. Hi. I have an adorable little chihuahua who weighs just about four pounds, but he looks like an Irish wolfhound, only four pounds. <laughs> How cute. And his name is that Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> and he, um, my problem is I can't pick him up. He won't, when he's outside or whatever, he will not allow me to pick him up. He's just too scared to let me pick him up. And I don't know what to do to help him so that I can catch him you, when i need to can you pick him up in the house only if he's up on the bed he'll get up on the bed and if he's up you know up high if he's up he'll, high if he'll, he'll let me pick him up
1: okay. yeah but if he's what's outside
3: i can't get hold of him
1: okay what's his name
3: mr whiskers
1: okay and will mr whiskers will he come to you outside just not let you pick him up
3: Yeah, he'll come when he's called. He'll run up to me and put his little paws on my leg, but when you reach for him, he
1: runs. Okay, okay, let's ask him. That's actually a common problem for little dogs, Um, Uh but let's ask him why he's doing that. Okay, hold on. He says first, he wants to tell you that he'd love a jacket that's not itchy,
3: okay, <laughs> really
1: wanted to get that in. okay, hold on. <laughs> Two different reasons. He says he feels like he might get tossed, and he also feels like his heart, like, races. Okay. It, is, it scares me. I'm going to ask him if it hurts his
3: body at all.
1: He says it doesn't really hurt at all, but sometimes his left toes are numb, his left back toes.
3: Uh-huh. Does he have a little
1: luxated patella or anything back there?
3: No, um, I've only had him uh, for about a year and a half. Oh, maybe somebody would toss him. Yeah, they did. The people that had him before had a little two-year-old that used to pick him up by just anything she could grab and toss him around. Okay. So
1: um, when I'm going to tell him is to do those calming signals before you pick him up, like do the licking and the yawning, and that he's safe, and that you'll pick him up with two hands, and that you're not going to toss him, you're going to hold him close to your body, and that you're going to pick him up slowly, because Uh a lot of the little dogs get vertigo when you pick them up, and so they feel nauseous. So, you always want to pick up, like any kind of small animal, really slowly. And you want to make sure you're not moving and pivoting at the same time you pick them up. Like, sometimes people will just scoop down and then they'll turn. That makes them really nauseous. So, you want to okay. make sure that you can't, hold on. I'm going to tell him that you're going to give him eye contact and then. Like a light eye contact, like look at him and then look away and then go and pick him up, and that you'll warn him. Also, you want to make sure that you bend with your knees, not with your torso. It's very unnatural for dogs to be underneath each other because that's like a sign of being of of um, aggression when when other dogs go over another dog's shoulders. So whenever you pick up a dog that's having issues, bend with your knees, and not with your torso. And okay. I'm going to tell him that you're going to do all those things. If she does all those things Maybe I'll think to myself Maybe I shouldn't be that scared <laughs> so what he's saying is that If you're a little bit more conscious of your body And you're sort of thinking a little bit About how he's taking your body language That's going to give him just a little bit more of a second To think about his reaction
3: Okay Because
1: I know she wouldn't hurt me he said Because I know she wouldn't hurt me but I would think about getting him adjusted also, because it looks like something's going on with that left hind.
3: Oh, okay. With the chiropractor, yes.
1: yeah, with a chiropractor.
3: Okay.
1: That okay. sounds good. Okay. Yeah, let us know how it does. Okay. I
3: will. Thank you. Okay. Bye. A chihuahua that looks like an uh,
1: Irish wolfhound. Can't you see that?
0: <laughs> so cute. There's your uh, advice again. The
1: chiropractor. I know. I love the chiropractor.
0: <laughs> but
1: I think nope, it's like a cure-all for anything. Your dog has digestive problems, bring them to the chiropractor and see if they're
0: out. <laughs> or cat or bunny or whatever it may be. Horse. Do you think there's, um? what about with acupuncture? Do you see differences in that? Oh, yeah. I think
1: that? acupuncture is amazing. Yeah.
0: Stormy yeah. loves
1: acupuncture.
0: Yeah, Ventura. My old Dalmatian used to love acupuncture.
1: Oh, yeah? But he went and he got
0: acupuncture once a week, and then he would get his um, his chiropractic once a week, and then he would do his water training. Water treadmill. Yeah, water treadmill once a week. I was like a crazy mom driving my little dog around for all these appointments. And, I mean, they are not in, like, they are like four or five minutes away. <laughs>
1: They're not, like, in
0: my neighborhood or anything.
1: I do the same thing. I think to myself, hmm, I think this is probably why I don't have kids, because I'm, like, lugging them around everywhere.
0: (laughs) I know. And, you know, people think I'm insane for taking care of my pets.
1: But they live so
0: much longer. Yeah, Ventura did live longer because of that. At that one point, he was dragging his hind for a long time, you know, and then it became after we started doing all the physical therapy and all that stuff, like he lived another year.
1: I know. It's so amazing. With energy. I believe it. I have
0: video of him the night before he was put down, and he was, like, jumping around, and he seemed, like, really (laughs) healthy all of a sudden. (laughs) No <laughs> Ventura
1: got his last run in before he went to heaven. I, <laughs> I know. It's probably
0: because we had a huge party for him. And oh, so that's we had
1: right.
0: Some, we had a big party the night before, and all these people, all my friends came by. John bought him, like, a fancy gourmet burger. He <laughs> 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 so loved cute. it. It was really fun. They, and they said sad. so it's
1: many fun. of the dogs and cats, before they pass away, they ask for a party they want us party. They do? Yeah, a lot of them ask for it. Oh, and I don't know. Some of them want, know. like, cake at the party or ice cream. <laughs> people are, like, looking at me like, are you serious?
0: That's I'm so like, funny. I didn't even know that. I just decided to give him a party. <laughs> he
1: probably told you. Because oh. if anyone
0: <laughs> want a party, it would be Ventura. He is a party <laughs> kind of dog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, should we talk to Crystal, our Vegas pig pet? Oh, Rescue. I would love it. Chris. Oh, let me see if I can get her. Hi, Crystal.
1: Hi. Hi, Hi Crystal. Hi, there. Laura. We nice so to meet you. Good to meet you. We are so excited to have you on. Well, I'm, so, I'm,
5: I hope you can talk to some of my pigs.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think I believe you know a good friend of mine, Marty Fast. Yes! yes! Do you know her? Yeah, she's yes, a good Marty friend of mine. run a
5: sanctuary for years.
1: Yeah, and she said that you helped her out getting her, like, tons of blankets or something for oh, her pigs. Yes. We got yeah. 24,000
5: pounds of blankets donated for all of the pigs uh, all the way from Colorado to the West Coast.
2: And wow. We got
5: trucks to truck them out to all our different uh, sanctuaries for our piggies because, you know, piggies can't get warm like dogs. They don't have fur.
1: Right, and so, so like all Marty's pigs, they're in like igloos with blankets and stuff. Is that how you suggest people people have their pigs if they're outside?
5: Yeah, I mean people can use straw too, but you know, oh. most pampered pigs we like to pamper our pigs. Uh, you know, they love to. You hear the term "pig in a blanket"? Uh, they right. roll themselves up in the blankets so and they stay warm. <laughs> so
0: cute.
5: But it's so, easier to wash them and reuse them, you know versus changing straw all the time, and a lot of our pigs are older, or you know when they're when we have to place them uh, in sanctuaries or new homes, they're not the babies you know they're they're more special needs and so the blankets you know help them feel safe,
1: yeah, and so tell us a little bit about your organization.
5: Well, I started about four years ago um I bought a piglet because i couldn't find one to adopt and you know just looking around for information all i found were people really that didn't know what to do with their pigs you know bought them as cute little piglets and so my rescue was born and it was mostly to try i used to be a dog trainer and oh. i thought training a pig was going to be as easy but it was not i actually took my pig to a pig trainer in Reno Um, to learn how to train a pig. They're not, because they're so smart, uh, they have the mentality of a three-year-old. So, you know, it was more trying to outsmart the pig than trying to train the pig.
1: Wow. Um,
5: And so what I found was people just didn't understand their pigs, and Mm -hmm. when the pigs got unruly or out of hand, you know, that's when they didn't want them anymore.
2: Mm. So pigs, okay.
5: you know, are, are pretty specialized, you know, they're still pigs, they they still need to root and dig, you know, they're not dogs, but, you know, again, they're like three-year-old children, that's why we love them so much, um, but, you know, it, a lot of it is understanding your pig, you know, being the head of the herd, pigs are herd animals, you know, unlike dogs and, you know, where they're, you know, more just looking up to you, you know, whatever you say goes. Um so, you know, we try to educate owners on their specialized needs. And, you know, when push comes to shove and we need to actually take one in, we try to find – we try to match the pig to a new home that, you know, is going to make the commitment for the 20 years of their lives.
1: Right. Wow. And so what do people – I mean, do you suggest that people buy a pig or do you go and rescue?
5: Oh, my goodness. You know, we have – pigs are – Pigs were bred as livestock. So, you know, one pig can produce up to twelve piglets
3: mm. every uh
5: three and three quarter months. Wow. So you know, there's their pigs are still pigs and so we absolutely need people to adopt because we don't have enough homes and a lot of areas aren't zoned for pigs. You know, pigs are still considered livestock in a lot of areas. Oh, so we get a lot of people that buy them and find out they can't have one in their city.
1: And don't a lot of people think that the popular pigs are actually really small, but then they grow big and they're, they're surprised that they are growing as big as they are?
5: Yes. It's, you know, it, it comes and goes as a fad, but unfortunately in the last couple of years, um, a lot of celebrities have bought them like, you know, pocket poodles. They carry them in their purse and then you never see them because they don't stay small. It's, you know, it's, I run a website called um, www.teacuppig.info um, to try and educate people that all pigs are born about 8 ounces. So, yes, they do fit in a teacup, but there's no such thing as a teacup pig. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's a way to drive up prices on a pig, and, you know, you can starve any animal into staying small, which is what they tell you, you know, only wow. feed them a quarter cup of pellets a couple times a day you know any animal including a human can be stunted into staying small but that's not healthy for them right so, you know we try to educate people that if you're going to get a pig you know their average size is 90 to 200 pounds you know 150 being kind of in the middle um mm. but they only come up to your knee they're just a little wider than a dog but about right. the size of maybe a border collie or so um but they're you know they're Wonderful, wonderful pets if you understand them and you're willing to, you know, provide for their specialized
2: needs.
1: Yeah, so, I fostered um, two of Marty's pot pigs for a while, and I was actually surprised at um, how inexpensive they are to feed.
5: Right, right. Is that correct?
1: Yes. I think it was because like $30 a month or something I was spending on them.
5: Right, and you know, that's the thing is that, you know, they only get fed a couple times a day and they really do eat little for their size compared yeah. to a dog. And because they're pretty much vegetarian, you know, you don't have the smelly fly poop and um you know, they you know, they just they just love to be part of the herd, which is yeah. you know, what people want out of a pig. Um, but again, you know, you need to be the head of the herd, the human does, and you need to provide for the fact that they are herd animals. You know, they're not, they tend to not do well, you know, just by themselves and stuff. But, you know, they are the most wonderful, intelligent animals you could, you know, mm. commit to. So, so that's that's what we try to, you know, show people is that if you can understand a pig and you can provide for their needs, you would make, you know, the most wonderful potbelly pig parents.
1: So tell us about Pumba, who needs a home, who's one years old. Pumba,
5: he is the sweetest guy. I mean, he will you know, he's not pushy, he's not whiny. but Pumba, unfortunately, has early onset uh, cataracts. We actually mm-hmm. found out that he has what they call lens luxation. His lens has actually fallen out of place, uh, oh. and, and it's just bad breeding. Um, unfortunately, we get a lot of backyard breeders, uh, you know, who don't fix their pigs. Pigs that aren't fixed do not make good pets, but people are looking for ways to make quick bucks. Mm-hmm. So he was bred, and I have two of his piglets that also have the congenital cataracts, uh, and they're all three of them are going blind. So
2: mm-hmm.
5: Pumba is the sweetest thing, but he'll stay by your side because I, I think he can't, you know, see well.
1: Mm, so, do you want to but ask I, him, like, like how, like how well can you see? And then, um, and then you have some questions, like, how do you feel when other new pigs come into Vegas pig pets and you don't know them? Is he doing something when other pigs come in? Um, well,
5: generally, pigs uh, aren't like dogs. They don't greet each other with a happy, happiest of temperaments. They actually do what we call fence fighting. Um, they actually try to kill each other. Um, But Pumbaa, because I, you know, and I'd like to know how he feels, if he's more scared that he can't see, you know, even though there is a fence between them, um, fence fighting is kind of the norm when you introduce any two pigs together. And, you know, I just, he's one of the first cases that we know of, of a young pig having, you know, this this early onset blindness. Mm
2: -hmm. So I
5: just, you know, kind of like to see if you can see how he feels and, you know, because he's probably, you know, if I can't find that perfect home for him, I will keep him. I mean, I'm you know, he, he's not going anywhere. He's very comfortable, I think, you know, where he is and, you know, I can provide the structure, uh, okay. you know, for any blind animal. But if you can, okay. you know, kind of talk he- to him.
1: Okay, so let me get him and see how he's doing. And just so everybody knows, he's adorable and he's all black. And he has the sweetest looking face. I can't see at all, really, and sometimes it gives me a headache. I see brightness and then shadows moving in front of brightness. So it's almost like he sees white and then shadows moving. So he can see, like, um, contrasts but not make out details.
4: Right.
1: Okay. Sometimes when I look at the ground, I can see the ground. That's interesting. I wonder what that is about. Maybe when he's looking down, maybe it kept well, part you know, of the lens pig, or something.
5: Pigs root and dig a lot.
1: Yeah, but he's so, saying he can see more when his head is tilted like that. I get really scared when new pigs come, because I don't know what they're going to be doing. And I can smell them, and sometimes they smell mean. Sometimes I want to run away, but I don't know where to run to.
5: Mm-hmm. Do you notice that? Yeah, well, he'll run to me, generally.
1: Oh, oh, that's good. So what about when you're not there, where should he run?
5: He actually has the whole run of the property. He's Mm -hmm. never penned until he goes to sleep because, you know, he has his little piggy condo um, with the piglets. And, you know, that's that's more just uh, in case I need to run out in the middle of the night. But he has the run of the place. And he has a safety area by the sink.
1: Okay, let me tell him he can go to that place. He says he wants some juicy fruit.
2: Oh, spoiled pig.
1: Do you know what that is?
5: (laughs) He loves watermelon. Oh, that's
1: what it is, watermelon. (laughs) I'd like the kind of home where I can go in the house.
5: Yeah, I got that out of him.
1: (laughs) I want to be able to move around with people. He says if his friends have to leave without him, it's okay because he wants them to find a home.
4: Ah.
1: He wanted to know if some pigs are abused really badly. He says that he wasn't abused, but he'd like to know if some pigs were abused.
5: Yeah, we get a lot of abused pigs, unfortunately.
4: Yeah.
1: Those pigs have nightmares, he says. He thinks that what you should do for those pigs is is play them soft violin sounds at night. It looks like some kind of a string instrument. Do you ever play music for them?
2: Uh Uh Uh-huh. They have
5: a radio outside.
1: Is there something that plays violin music? I don't play anything
5: at night, though, just because I have neighbors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: um.
1: I'd like a watermelon a day to all of us. <laughs> That's a lot. It's a lot. He's so cute. Well, what else do you want to ask him?
5: Um,. I think you pretty much answered it. It was mostly about his bite. Um, he does. He actually does try to go in the house. Um, I don't let him just because, uh, depending on you know what homes we place him in, there are homes that don't want the pigs in the house, and you know that's fine. A pig can yeah. easily be trained to go in the house, but my pig doesn't want any other pigs in
2: the house. <laughs> mm. He says
5: this is my house and. You guys have a half an acre behind, the, you know, my house that you can play out in. And so he goes and knocks on the sliding glass door, but, you know, she'll knock back and say, you stay out there.
2: So <laughs>
5: he, he does. As soon as he gets up to the house, he will go straight for that door, which he's never been in there, but he knows that that's the door to go in. and He, and will he keeps saying, I on. think
1: she would like me in. I think she would like me.
5: Oh, I love him. He is the sweetie.
1: So, Crystal, um, your website is vegaspigpets.org, is
0: that correct?
3: Yes, yes. Okay,
0: so if uh, people want to contact you about other pigs they can rescue, or about Pumba, they can contact you um, by going to the website www.vegaspigpets.org.
5: Right, and we also list all of our pigs on Pet Finder and Adopt-a-Pet. Um, right. And, uh, you know, we're on Facebook, Um, like most rescues, but, you know, try to find a rescue in your area if you can. Um, We have about 300 of them nationwide, sanctuaries and rescues, Um, and especially we'd like to get the word out if, you know, people can go to our website, uh, www.teacuppig.info, and try to, you know, do some research before you go out and buy a pocket pig or a mini pig
2: yeah.
5: that, you know, is mm-hmm. never going to stay small unless you want to store it. Right,
4: right. That's right. kind of
5: our, our biggest reason we get pigs is that they grow too big. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you, you know, so
0: much for me. coming on to our show. Yeah, oh, well, thank, thank you so you fo- much.
5: I'm, I'm so glad you got to talk to Pumbaa. You know, you really did answer everything I wanted to know. Uh, oh, you know, good. Again. You know, this blind pig thing is, is new territory for ninety nine percent of us. So, you know, I'm I'm glad he's at least happy. You
1: know, yeah, he's definitely happy. happy, that's for sure. Well,
4: <laughs> thank, thank you so much. much okay, Mara. thanks
1: thank you. Crystal. Bye. Okay. Okay, Bye. Bye. have a good day. You too.
0: So that was Crystal from uh Vegas Pig Pets. Go to org, and as she said, um, they, you can also go to Adopt-a-Pet and PetFinder.com to see what other kinds of pigs they have if you are interested in rescuing one. I would love a pig that... I, I know. I is. want one, too. I don't know if I have a big enough space for a pig, and I don't know if I'm zoned. Oh, you definitely That's do one.
1: have a big enough space. You oh, do. I do? Uh-huh. Oh, okay.
0: I don't know these things. I'd have to learn a lot about pigs. You do? Before. Well, I can
1: hook you up with Marty, and she can tell you everything you need, and she can pick a good pig for you.
0: Oh, cool.
1: <laughs> you got to come up are they, and see.
0: Are they, like, bigger than a big dog? Yeah, like what did she like say? A... She
1: said close to 150 to 200 pounds. But the ones that I had were were huge. I mean, they were the size of a good, long coffee table. Like, they can be really long. Or they can be smaller. They can be, um, I'm not giving a good size, am I? Um, They can, I think, that they can be anywhere from like a medium-sized dog to like a very large dog. But like she said, they're not as high, they're about as high as a border collie. They just are are chubbier.
0: Or chubbier, right. Um, My only concern would be if they get along with dogs and stuff.
1: Well, you know what was the wildest thing when I got my pigs is that I had my wolf hybrid, Mm -hmm. and I thought Maya was going to, like, kill Jezebel and Samson, which were my pigs that I got, because Mm -hmm. she was so aggressive to other dogs and stuff. And the day Jezebel and Samson came, they were in their corral, and Maya got out of the house, ran down to the pig corral, and lied next to it. And she went inside and she lied next to the pigs. She was in love with them. And she oh, said, man. Mom, she wasn't neglected like I was. That's what she oh. said. <laughs> but they were good friends and she never <laughs> once tried to be aggressive to them at all.
0: Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Did the pigs the pigs weren't aggressive towards her?
1: No, no. But I had older pigs. My pigs were mm-hmm. much older. They were geriatric.
0: Mhm. Well, but we only have a few like, minutes left. Okay. We, should Sorry. we talk to Storm? Sorry, I didn't want to leave Storm King out. <laughs> I loved having those pigs.
1: Okay, Storm, honey, it's Words of Wisdom time. What do you want to
3: say?
0: Storm King is Laura's um, dog, and he's very wise. So we like to ask him at the end of our show um, if he has any words of wisdom for us and our listeners.
1: Oh, he says he thinks it's very important to live at a place that you love or that has a history of being loved because the more love that is at a location, the more love you feel when you go there. Mm. I, that's true, Stormy. I believe that to be true. What else? Any other words of wisdom? That's true. When you have a pig, you got to give them shade. That's true because yeah. our... Jezebel, she had sun- she was sunburned because somebody didn't give her shade. Oh, yeah, you remember Je- Jezebel, don't you, Stormy? What else do you want to say? Also, when you have a pig, they're not dirty; the human is. So that <laughs> that old thing of like, oh, it's a pig pen. Yeah. Stormy's saying that that the own the human not cleaning out the pen is what makes it a pig pen, not the pigs. The pigs actually <laughs> are very they all they like Jezebel and Samson, they pooped in the same spot. They had one area where they pooped.
0: Yeah, I heard you can train pigs to poop in like um a, like an area, like or a litter box area type. Yeah, thing.
1: you can. But I true. didn't train Jezebel and Samson. They did that on their own.
0: Yeah, they probably don't like being near their poop.
1: No, I don't like dirt. Well, they like yeah. going in the water. We used to spray them. Mhm. What else, Stormy? Is that it? Is that all you want to say? Tell I can't wait to see her. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see you too.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, before we run out of our last few minutes, I also wanted to remind our listeners that next week is Thanksgiving. So oh, right. we will not be here. No, we won't be. Are we, we going to play be. an old one? I don't know because I don't know. If, if we I'm can I'm figure that here. out, how to
1: do a recording, we'll play an old yeah. one. Yeah, if
0: we might have one, but we're not sure. Check out uh, Laura's uh, website, thepetpsychic.com, dot com, for more information. We'll keep you updated um, on
1: Facebook. And what's your Facebook name? Laura Stinchfield, you can find me. You can also find me at Pet Psychic. So either one of those.
0: Either one of those. So we'll yeah. keep you updated on um, either of those to let you know what we're doing next week. But we definitely definitely won't be live. So um, I hope everyone enjoys a fantastic Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, happy I Thanksgiving, will... everybody.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be eating, but... Not turkey for me.
1: <laughs> Not turkey for me either.
0: <laughs> but for all of those of you, happy turkey day. For
1: <laughs> I have a happy good turkey. friend who is a turkey, and the, the first Thanksgiving that she was around, she was, like, acting really strange, and her people were like, Laura, you need to come over. It was a week before Thanksgiving. They were like, you need to come over here and talk to her. She's acting really weird. <laughs> and she's like everyone is getting ready to eat turkey and she was like totally freaking out and it was just like they didn't eat turkey at the place where she lived so it was just like the neighbors the and everyone thinking about, like, this mass consciousness of eating turkey, she was, like, totally paranoid. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
4: That's really And funny. ever since and I sad. told
1: her that she would never be eaten, she's, like, been in, madly in love with me. Every time I go over there, she just, like, <laughs> loves me. Shows <laughs> <That's laughs> awesome. me her feathers and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening.
0: Check us out at thepetpsychic.com, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, everybody. She can